0: CDU School Counselor podcast. Today, we start a new series where we interview representatives from many colleges and universities across the country. Today, we start in our very first episode with Ed Siro, admissions counselor from UMass Lowell. In this new series, we'll be asking the college reps questions from generally the same question bank so that the information, the podcasts, all deliver the same information to students and families. Questions such as, what are your most popular majors? What are your thoughts on standardized testing? What excites you the most about your school? When you were applying to schools, what was your process? How many schools did you apply to? What was your favorite essay topic? And more. We hope you enjoy the series. Thanks again for listening, and without further ado, let's welcome Ed Zero. Uh, my name
1: is Ed Zero. I'm a senior associate director of admissions at University of Massachusetts Lowell, um, which is in Lowell, Massachusetts, National Public Research University, about 30 miles northwest of Boston, in the city of Lowell. So, yeah.
0: And how long have you been in that at Lowell?
1: Twenty years. This past April. As a as an admissions counselor. Yeah, I started as an admissions counselor and have, have been there ever since.
0: <laughs> so you're well-versed in the process, and I think I'm getting to 28 years here at CDU. It's kind of nice mm-hmm. when, you, when you've got that longitudinal experience at a school.
1: Sure. I, I feel like I blinked and 20 years went by, which is Absolutely. probably a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So most, what do you think are the most
0: popular majors at Lowell are?
1: So- The most popular individual major is computer science. Um, We also have um, a lot of students in majors like psychology, Um, but we actually are the largest engineering college in New England. Um, And so we have over a thousand students in the College of Engineering, the Francis College of Engineering. It's probably what we're most well known for. Um, And we have really great uh, co-op and internship um, opportunities and our outcomes are fantastic um specifically for that major so it's probably what we're most well known for we're also known as a stem school in general but i i don't want um our you know fine arts humanities and social sciences and also health professions and then the traditional sciences to be overlooked Um, because we do have some majors that are really interesting especially for a student from like vermont for instance you know, a student who's interested in sound recording technology, for instance, we're one of the only places that offer that as a bachelor's degree, and it is a mm. music degree program. And there's actually a hundred percent job placement in that. Um, so, for a student who is, you know, um, academically pretty motivated, um, also a musician, um, and really interested in recording, which is more common than I think a lot of folks know, um, and it, it, it's a great program. Um, You know another program that's kind of unique to us is meteorology i know there's like northern vermont up there has a program Um, but any student interested in meteorology in the northeast has very few schools on the list as you know right right Um, we we should be one of them because we have a fantastic program in that as well so popular um, computer science engineering um, psychology criminal justice is actually really popular as well um, and we have a number of different criminal justice degrees, um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah,
0: I I started out as a criminal justice major and had had some experiences doing my my field experience work that was like, yeah, I'm not this this isn't really me. I need to do something
1: different. Absolutely, um, it, that's great that you had that. Like, and that's one of the awesome things about like offering internships and co-ops is people get a taste of. Uh, what they might like and and really what they may not like um, my brother yep. is actually a federal probation officer and he arrived at federal probation through internships and he you know um did courts and uh, was on the beat and you know interned with some other places and you know at the end of the at the end of it all his his what appealed to him most was federal probation was something that, You could do nine to five, Monday through Friday, have a family, all that kind of thing, right? So he only discovered that through the process of getting internships, um, and and otherwise, you know, may have um, you know may have become police officer, and and who knows what would happen? He's really happy now, you know. So um, so anyway, good, just good example of how that kind of experiential education can really help, you know, make some absolutely. And Mm -hmm. and if you're going to a school that has a
0: multitude of different majors like lowell Yep, you have you can start with one thing and and shift
1: 100 yeah um we have over 120 academic choices so lots lots of things to do lots to choose from um and you know the first year is very intentionally broad in terms of you know about 40 percent of students change their major so um you know, and that's even that's after they enroll so even before they enroll a number of students change their mind. I also think it's it's important to note that if you don't know what you want to do that's totally okay. Um, you know part of the college process I hope for a lot of students is exploring and figuring out exactly what they want to do So yeah our broad you know array of choices is is a huge asset for us um and you know also just our proximity to industry, you know, in Massachusetts and Boston area in particular, and also the Merrimack Valley is a um, huge area for life sciences, technology, that kind of thing. So there's lots of if you if you have an interest in, um, you know, living and working in the Boston area when you graduate, Lowell is a fantastic choice. Um, you you alluded to to a couple things, I,
0: I might ask this in, in a two parter, but what are what is unique about your school's programming and structure? And you, you also mentioned something about um, your, your audio recording majors are have 100% job placement. So how are you yeah. helping students pursue life beyond their degree?
1: So um, Wall Street Journal actually just um, released rankings, I think, last week. And we were number one um, for public universities in Massachusetts. Um, we were number one in New England for return on investment, according to payscale.com. Wow. And, and number one, um, and that's among public public yep. universities as well. Um, number one in 20 year return on investment among public research universities in New England. Um, 98% of our class last year was employed or in grad school within six months of graduation. Um, and so our outcomes are fantastic. So you know, I'm generally not a huge fan of rankings, but the Wall Street Journal ones, they have looked at um, some pretty important criteria to us, outcomes yeah, they, being- They one tend item. to be pretty robust. <laughs> outcomes are like a big driver of their rankings. And so that's really, you know, in our favor. Um, diversity was another one, you know, 48% of our class this year is um, students of color. Um, so um, super diverse, really good outcomes, um, you know, and that's a big part of who we are um you know we have had a few taglines over the years one of them was learning with purpose which i really liked that um because it really kind of talks about a lot of the things that make a umass Lowell education um unique um there's like a serious pursuit of a lot of our students when they graduate they're really ready to go and they don't expect much in the way of you know they're just not pretentious at all um not to suggest other schools are but it's just our students are like Truly hardworking, um, you know, really uh, by and large, really good kids who um, work hard and and are ready to go when they graduate. And like they're serious about their education. Um, And again, not to suggest other schools are not, but it is a very specific type of student um, who's serious, who really knows what they want. Um, You know, they can explore some options, but they know they want, you know, a certain outcome when they graduate. Um, And they're willing to engage with the resources we offer. Um, So some of those are, you know, I mentioned the job placement and all that. A lot of that happens because we have really robust career services. We also have, um, we want every student to graduate with some paid career connected experience. So that means internships, co-ops, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that's again where our, our proximity to industry is a huge asset for us. And it's something that organically grew over the years, um, but also something that, especially in the last five to ten years, we really figure out figured out was a huge asset, and we should be talking about it more and we did and, 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 and it's really helped, um, you know, the university we've grown our enrollment 65% um since about 2007 which is a gigantic number. It's a huge number. <laughs> yeah, um but we've done that while also maintaining, you know, really effective student to faculty ratios. Um and our classes, you know, still over 50% have fewer than 25 students, which is great.
0: I was just going all- I was just going to interrupt you and ask what is your what is your ratio? But 25 to 1 is pretty nice.
1: Yeah. So 18 18 to 1 is the ratio in 20 of our classes have fewer than 25 students. So, you know, there's different ways of talking about class size. But I think, you know, one of the things we really like to emphasize is, you know, we are big enough where we do have a lot of options um, and a lot of different, you know, you can be anonymous if you want to, but we're also small enough where if getting to know faculty is important to you, you 100% can do that. And also, everybody is familiar, you know, maybe not by name exactly, but mostly by face, like it is a close-knit community. People are excited to be at our school. Um, you know, part of that is the growth over the years. Um, and and that's, that's really been an exciting thing to be a part of. Um, you know, I think part of the reason why I said I blinked and 20 years went by is they're just, you know, especially since like around the mid-2000s, like it just, All of a sudden we just took off and it was like really fun to be a part of, you know, we built um, or acquired um, 16 different buildings during that same time frame as well. So like, you know, just this sort of like huge growth, um, but also really being mindful of the student experience as well. So we still, you know, we've made investments in career services, but also like um, mental health services. Um, We have an office of well-being. Um, and the focus of that really, you know, is particularly resonant for a lot of the pandemic learners because, you know, it's a lot of the stuff outside the classroom matters more than ever. And so we've had leadership that have really sort of been thinking about how to do everything better. And I think that's really why we've been able to, to do what we do. Um, and, you know, I think one of the things about Lowell is when people come and look at us, they, they sort of have like a, um. I don't really know how to phrase it, but it, the biggest feedback is, wow, it's so much better than I thought it was, <laughs> um, which, you know, is is a bit of a backhanded compliment. But we will take it right. I, you know, going back to the idea that we're really not pretentious at all. Um, we understand there's certain notions about the city that may be rooted in people who grew up in the 80s, which are now parents. Right. So, um, yeah, Lowell, you know, for a time period and wasn't helped by a movie like The Fighter and some other things that portray us in a certain way. But, you know, a lot of those old notions ignore the fact that if you come to Lowell, it's incredibly vibrant. There's all kinds of things happening. It's like an amazing place. Um, it's almost like a well-kept secret until people come and visit. And then they're like, oh, my God, it's, again, so much better than I thought it was, <laughs> which I guess we'll or, take. You know, in terms or of until
0: school of it. counselors do podcasts and
1: put them out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, I think another piece of that whole thing is like. know we are a regional state university right so most of our students are from uh, nearby and yep and for a long time we just didn't have um you know the the resources to dedicate to traveling much further outside of where we got students from um and so part of the awesome you know switch to doing a lot of virtual things like this is we get the opportunity to talk about ourselves to people who we normally don't talk to just because we don't have enough people to do that, you know, but again, going going back to the idea of like, you know, if you can get people to come visit, generally, they're very impressed and 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 they generally end up putting us on their list. Um, you know, if we're not their top choice, we, we might be in the mix, you know, and that's all we can ask for. So um, that's kind of that's kind of why I'm here. <laughs> So.
0: so I'm going to ask this question and I feel like there's parts of it that you've already answered, but I think okay. it's one of the questions I'm going to ask all the reps. What mm-hmm. excites you as a, as a representative of UMass Lowell the most about your school?
1: Okay. So for me, is it the hockey like, team? Like, What, what is I mean, it? we're really good at hockey, right? <laughs> <So it's really laughs> we lead hockey to the attendance, uh, you know, most years we didn't last year, but, uh, but we, we have, you know, for like consecutive years. It's a, re- it's a really cool place to be. Um, I am also a hockey person. So like that, that is resonant to me. I think that answer for me is like actually more personal than, than some other places. So what I mean is, Love it. I started there. It was really like, it was my like third job out of college, but really the first one that I actually was invested in and, and like, you know, found that, oh my God, this is for me um i met my wife there um my kids were born in the hospitals in lowell um where we had students you know learning on the job you know in the maternity unit and um and they asked if um you know if 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 we minded if they were there and we were like sure you know um in that process you know the. The night before my da- my first daughter was born, I was talking to a nurse about admissions at UMass Lowell because uh, her daughter was looking. You know, she went to a local Catholic school. So, I say all that to say, and you know, my kids are, you know, they wear rocks gear. They're totally into it. And and my wife and I have been there for you know twenty and twenty one years respectively, right? So. um it is very much a part of who we are so for me that answer is like fairly personal in that way if you're asking like professionally you know i go back to a lot of things i've already talked about it's really been such a challenge in a very rewarding way over the years just because of the amount that we've grown and right. and even when we undergo leadership change, you know, our most, our, our, our fairly new chancellor is Julie Chen, who's like a world renowned nuclear um, engineer. Like she's amazing and, and um, just an awesome leader. And whenever we go through leadership change, it seems like we get better at what we do. Um, and, and that's been like an incredible thing to see. When I look around at other schools, I don't see that same thing. You know, I don't see that same growth. I don't see that same level of, you know, people staying because it 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 is personally resonant to them. Like that I do think that is unique to Lowell and for the people who um, you know, who you know, who stick around, there is very personal reasons, you know, and I would say my, I would use myself as an example of that as well. So, well, I um, think I think those personal connections or anecdotes are
0: important, not only for, I mean, for our own personal job satisfaction, but I think it's important for families to hear yeah. that that these places become very personal to us. I've been here at CBU for almost 30 years and I drive yeah. 45 minutes one way to get here. Why? And I live in a town where I can see the other high school from my house, mm-hmm. but I love the people here. I love the, the, the community it just sure and if i could have people talking about their post-secondary communities like you're talking about lowell then that's then that's getting students excited about going and that's
1: awesome Mm. yeah and i think you know just going back to your last question just like i'm thinking about it a little more and like um you know in addition to some of the things i talked about you know these days when you look around at schools like I, I hate to say it but like the sticker price is is incredible at some places you know yes. it's shocking like legitimately and that's where we can be like that's where we fit in in a really nice way and if you're looking at it as a marketplace like that's where we fit really well um and that is one of the reasons why i like doing what i do because generally we are affordable we are good return on investment we have great outcomes um you know even for an out-of-state student um it's a very reasonable price you know when you look at the total sticker price um we have the new England regional program which has a name that is slipping my mind right now but that's a reduced reduced tuition for um students who live in new england and we offer it for all the majors so like you know i I think that the the prices, you know, are what they are. And that's that's really, I think, intimidating for a lot of families. And so to be able to represent a place that offers like great value um without a lot of that sticker shop, yeah. is is actually like a reason why I've stayed. You know, I, I I I don't envy a lot of my colleagues at some other places that have those giant sticker prices that it just must be really hard to navigate, you know, and and not to say our ours hasn't gone up over the years, like a lot of people's has, but we do still have like a really like comfortable place for most people. You know, when they see it, they're like, "Oh, that's doable," right? And, and like, and to me, you know, and especially for our students and the people who choose us, like that is it's a huge factor. You know, it's in the top three reasons. So, um, you know, that value proposition is is uh, is really uh, a reason that I you know think Lul is a special place as well.
0: Well, I have two last questions for you because I'm trying to be conscious of your time with you sure. today. Um, so one of the things that we talk to our students about, we just talked to him about it on Tuesday, is is the essay, mm-hmm. and I describe it as. You know the the common application is very. It's like opening a coloring book. The reps get a very black and white outline of who you are, and your essay is a chance for you to color in that picture. Um, yeah. What is your favorite? What is your favorite essay topic that you've read in maybe oh, maybe the last couple of years? Maybe in twenty years, there's a <laughs> couple that stand out for you.
1: Uh, hold on, as I get a phone call here, uh, just. Um, It's so hard to answer that, like specifically, I, I guess what I'm looking for from the essay is for students to tell me something about themselves that I can't tell by looking at all their other materials. right? Yeah. And, and also it's the it's their opportunity to have a voice in the process. Like if you look at all the materials, transcripts, letters of rec, so on and so forth, like their voice is not included in there, you know, and that's the thing I'm looking at as a counselor um you know your application is essentially your story it's the only opportunity for you to put your voice in there um and so you know it depends on the student like some students are great writers they're super creative and you read it and you put it down you're like wow that was really great you know some people are engineers they're not that into writing but they have like a very specific interest and they're talking about i don't know like you know plastic molding that they worked on at home and they have this you know what i mean like and it's like that may not resonate with a lot of people, but they're really excited about it. And it's a very good representation of who they are. And so that essay works, you know, Um, right. You know, I've also seen like a lot of the com. if you if you, you know, if you're in essay workshops or you listen to admissions folks talk about essay a lot, there's a lot of like talk about like what not to do. And a lot of that is like, you know, like don't write like sports essays and stuff like that or, you know, it, this is a little bit harsh and sad, but like a lot of people have grandparents that die. And so that's not really that unique, right? However, I would flip that and say, but if it's your thing, you know, if it really was impactful for you, like specifically with like the right. grandparent piece, if that really affected you in a very specific way and you can illustrate that or articulate that in a way that makes me understand who you are better, same thing with sports. Like one of the best essays I ever read and it was like 15 years ago at this point was a kid who was on the JV basketball team as a senior, which is not actually allowed at a lot of places. Right. This kid got like special permission to continue because, you know, he was doing it for fun. And also he talked about all the ways he contributed positively to the team. You know even though he wasn't a great player admittedly you know he was a great addition to like the culture of the team the culture of the school he talked about all the things you want you know your son or daughter to talk about in terms of like what they're supposed to get out of the athletic experience it was an amazing essay if i told you you know kid wrote about jv basketball it may sound boring on the surface but when you dug into it and like really read and and examine the substance, it was like an amazing, essay, you know, well, so, that, that
0: fits with kind of the message that we, we try and put out there to students, which is, you know, it's the, it's the standard show don't tell, but it's also find some creative ways to talk about who you are. Um, sure.
1: I so think if that, you're excited, that's a good thing.
0: And then you know? that's the, that's the what I was just talking with a couple students about is your enthusiasm sitting in my office about this topic. Like that's what you should yeah, be cool. writing about. Totally. Don't write that topic that you you stare at a blank page for the one that you.
1: And mom, you know, mom and dad might have opinions. You know, you know, your uh, uncle might have an opinion. There's no shortage of opinions in the college admission process. I do think specifically for the essay, students oftentimes start on a topic because like they think that's what people want to read exactly and that's not gonna do it right like what you're saying you know it's almost like that light bulb moment or i've heard it described as like the hose moment where it's coming from somewhere else and it's it's just flowing through you you know that when you have that feeling you kind of know what it is and even if it's not awesome the first time around that feeling is it that's what you're looking for you know and so if you can tease that out and get it to a place that you feel good about it like that's that's it that's the whole thing i think
0: I, I had a student write about how they organized their books in their room and it took them about five minutes in my office to, to get like 500 words on a piece of paper. And it was all, it wasn't alphabetical. It wasn't by series. It was by which main characters would be friends. And it started from this little conversation we had. And I'm like, write that. And yeah. as she started writing, it just, it just came. And I'm like, all right. So give us examples of how you would put books together and it just it's it's the one essay in 30 years I mean, there's more than one but it's the one that i use as an example because it's such it seems like such an unlikely essay topic but it yeah. tells the reps so much
1: oh my god i mean it, just you saying that i have a sense for who that kid might be right like and so that's awesome you know that's kind of what i'm looking for you know is for a reason to come to a committee setting be like I know this kid's like right on the border or maybe even under but like just listen to this you know right and and like don't you want that kid on campus you know i mean that's kind of what we're looking for um and and i do think when people are excited and also authentic like you can't fake it you know it has to be real and substantive like you know admissions counselors are all different people and some of us are um experienced and some might say jaded you know what i mean but when you read something that's true and authentic and and you can sort of feel the enthusiasm it really can make a big difference
0: well i was going to ask a question about standardized testing but i see that we've been we've been on for about half an hour already and that that could take us a half an hour in and of itself so
1: i can do this all day (laughs) Ross.
0: But do you, do you have any, I'll ask it and you can tell me you don't want to answer it, but do you have any sure. thoughts on standardized testing? Are you seeing, you yeah. mentioned the COVID generation mm-hmm. earlier, like, are we seeing a difference in performance on campus between those that submit standardized tests as part of their application and those that that don't?
1: So we were actually the first public school in New England to go to test optional in 2015, and we did that very intentionally. Um, we had a dean of engineering who became—he had some involvement in our enrollment um, leadership, and you know, just there's a lot of data that shows that standardized tests are not a great predictor of college success, and and he, yep. you know, sort of happened upon that because he was looking at it new instead of being an engineering professor, and you know, he would really dug in and was like, "What are we? What are we doing here? Why is this part of the equation?" And and you know, asked really good questions, you know, um, and and it was almost like the you know, Socrates Gadfly, like, you know, just, just talked about it with, um, with all the leadership on campus and, and really moved us to a place where we were like, you know what, we're going to go out with this no test option because we believe in it. Um, And so we've been doing that since 2015. Like I said, are there differences? Sure. But they're generally not having to do with the actual standardized test score like what i mean by that is they generally correlate with other factors that happen to also correlate with with standardized test scores so the best predictor of college success um is grade point average for you know i I think most people it's certainly at umass lowell so that's primarily what we're looking at Um, we do try to get to know school as well and 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 put a gpa in context Um, but it is a good predictor so to answer your question you know, we do it. We accept standardized tests, um, but we are test optional. You can get into any major. Um, you can also get a, a merit-based scholarship without test scores. Um, and if you don't use them, we do not look at them. Um, and no, there is no direct correlation between um, standardized tests and success that isn't explained by other criteria.
0: And that's kind of what I what I learned last year, and I think as we do these conversations as I do these conversations this year, I, I think it's important for for families to hear those messages because as tests become yeah. part of our lexicon again, there's a yeah. push to do them.
1: It's, it's I just, hard.
0: I just feel like it's in a, in a lot of cases unnecessary to look at a three hour assessment versus a three year assessment of performance and
1: yeah and i think there's a lot of schools who are leaders in the industry in a sense that are going back to it and and you know or not abandoning the test you know right then that's an intentional choice so um it's it's a it's a it's a hard thing for families to navigate You know, I think, though, that's where college counselors come into play. I would say talk to whatever school you're looking at, too. Like, we all do it so differently. Um, And it's very important to understand exactly how each school does standardized tests, because there might be nuances that, you know, maybe don't make a lot of sense, like, on the surface, but when you dig into it, it's like, oh, okay, I get why they're doing that, you know? Um, But it's important to ask admissions counselors um, and college counselors, you know, for sure, like you guys know your students better than anybody, you know, years of data to show families and uh, and also just informed experience. Um, Because even in some cases where you might have only a handful of students apply to a certain school over the years, you know, you can kind of have a sense of where they may have fit into the overall um, scheme. Um, based on you know what they look like on paper and what that school looks like on paper, and you can help them navigate that process. So um, that's where it pays to have experienced um, college counselors, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's, what, that's what we're doing right now is helping those seniors get through the
0: get through to November first.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. So.
0: Well, thank you, Ed. I really appreciate your time. Is there any final parting comments?
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of. Uh, a a big message i have when i'm on panels and discussions and things like that is um like let's put a pin in all the pressure balloon (laughs) yes (laughs) yes um there's a lot of uh you know i mentioned no shortage of opinions about admissions you're gonna find that in your personal life everybody's got an opinion it's kind of like real estate in that way um but all the not all a lot of the media that's written about admissions a lot of the you know commentary about admissions a lot of people's notions about how things work are like not true <laughs> you know or they're incredibly exaggerated you know I I don't know what the current stat is but I think it was like 75 percent of schools accept more than 50 percent of applicants so when Wait. we're talking about you know there's 1500 undergraduate institutions and most of them accept more than half of applicants, but most of the literature written about admissions is talking about places with single-digit accept rates. That's kind of irrelevant to 90% of the population. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't really get why we talk about it as much as we do. And I guess what I would say is, you know, having in, having worked at a place for 20 years, that is an amazing place. That is an awesome, accessible, inclusive school with awesome outcomes i know there's tons of places that will make sense like it you will find a place that works for you that works for what you're looking for where you belong and it's accessible and you don't have to stress about it it's, it's good to take the process seriously but i think it's really not good to overthink it and 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 have too much stress around the process much easier said than done i'm well aware of that i'm sure I'm going to be as guilty as anybody when it comes to, you know, helping my nine and and seven year old navigate the process when it's their turn. But, you know, I do think it's important that we all sort of put a pin in the pressure balloon and try and have some perspective. I think that's a really important message.
0: On Tuesday, Tuesday, that was the message when we met with all the seniors and their families. That was the message was it seems like it should be stressful. But yep. it really can be fun. Those conversations fun. can be yeah. can be fun, and it should be a fun process.
1: If it's not fun, we're all doing it wrong. <laughs> I mean, visits are awesome, right? Like, if yeah, visits, they're super fun. And yes, the the you know the the application process and the waiting and the you know, oh, I'm not going to, It is stressful, one hundred percent. But again, going back to like at the end of it all, you know. You probably won't make a really good choice. And the other thing a lot of people don't talk about is if you don't get it right the first time, that's actually okay. People transfer all the time, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I don't want to minimize what we're doing or anything like that. But, um, you know, 50 percent, 40 percent of our graduates are transfer students, a lot from four year schools. Um, And so that's people who went elsewhere for very good reasons, I'm sure figured out it wasn't for them. Yep. They come back as a transfer. They do great you know um and obviously that's not anybody's like ideal trajectory um unless you do plan it that way um but you know it's a it's going to be okay again going back to the idea of like you know um let's just try and make some intentional decisions and, and not really worry about it trust the process a little
0: cool well thank you ed i appreciate your time today thanks, yeah, i'm very, I'm you very grateful you. All right, thanks
1: so much.